Hey guys, it's Dr. Cameron Dennis, physical therapist with the Back on Track Running podcast, where we offer up the best solutions to problems that runners face on a daily basis. For more information, please visit backontracktherapy.com or join the Running Injury Support Group on Facebook. Now, let's get to the show. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Cameron Dennis with the Back on Track Running Podcast. And today I'm going to be answering questions off the cuff. Um, So basically what I'm doing is I posted on the Running Injury Support Group, you know, post any questions that you might have about running, and I'm going to be going through and answering. So basically what I'm doing is I'm answering them on this podcast. And I have not taken time to prepare these answers. These are all things that if you came into me during clinic hours, this is how I would answer you. Um, Now, a lot of these things might be uh, better suited for in-person conversations because a lot of the times what happens is we need more information than uh, than what we're given. So, for example, if you ask me, how can I fix this injury? Well, I would say that depends on each person. So let's go ahead and go through these questions, but um, just keep in mind that the answer may differ for every person, and you might find me saying that several times throughout this episode. So first question is, Jamie Kittle asks, what are some good strengthening exercises to help prevent plantar fasciitis? And while we do have resources on the Running Injury Support Group on Facebook, Um, with some of the exercises, I can go through and talk about prevention of plantar fasciitis because truly there is no 100% way to prevent injuries. Um, And that is fact for every um, running coach, every physical therapist, they will never be able to 100% prevent injuries because things happen. You know, and a lot of what we can do is to strengthen the muscles of the hips, of the knees, of the feet and ankles, as well as to improve our running form and uh, make sure the running shoes we're wearing for each individual person is is optimal for that person, Um, and make sure that we're following smart training habits and smart training progressions. So um, what you find with most runners is that they do too much too soon, and that is what causes most running injuries. So um, what do you do to prevent plantar fasciitis? Well, I would ask you first, Jamie, it, are you dealing with plantar fasciitis? And if you are, um, then that's a different question. So how to treat plantar fasciitis is going to be a lot different than how to prevent plantar fasciitis. Uh, but your question is how to prevent plantar fasciitis. So I would say um, there is no 100% way to prevent any injury. However... To strengthen the foot muscles, there are many exercises that we can do. So the first thing that I would recommend is um, doing calf raises. So that's always going to be helpful, I think, um, for runners. Um, Another thing would be uh, doing those calf raises with your shoes off to make sure that you're really um, bringing in the muscles of the bottom of the foot and those arch muscles. to improve the uh, strength and stability of that region. So that's one thing that might help. Making sure that you're wearing shoes that have worked for you in the past and shoes that are comfortable for you, um, that are not just selected because 
of your arch height. Um, and for those of you who have followed me for any period of time, you would know, you know that, that I don't necessarily subscribe to the, the theory that wearing um, a certain type of shoe is going to help prevent injury based just off of selection, um, selecting shoes based off of your arch height. There are so many other factors, and we can talk about that another time, but um, I'd go on the running injury support group to find more information on, on running shoe selection. Um, so doing the, uh, calf raises with the shoes off is going to be helpful. Um, making sure that you're doing exercises, we can, we can, um, do banded exercises to improve the, um, inversion and eversion or the turning in and turning out of the foot. Um, and once again, those exercises are in the running injury support, running injury support group. Um, other exercises. So it, if you're starting out doing exercises of the foot, um, say you're coming off of an injury uh, of the foot and ankle, I would recommend doing some what we call toe curls. So these are more introductory exercises, more beginner exercises. So toe curls are going to be where you have like a towel down um, on, on like a slippery surface, like a like a tile surface. And basically you'll put your foot on top of the towel laid flat and you'll curl that towel under your toes and um, activate those muscles of the bottom of the foot and then relax and then curl them again. Okay. And so we'll do that for a certain period of time. You know, depends on what your tolerance is. And, you know, if you can do that um, without issues for 30 seconds, then, then maybe that's not something that we need to necessarily do. But, um, you know, start there, see how you tolerate that. Um, but if you're, if you're having trouble tolerating something like that, um, I would, I would definitely say that you maybe shouldn't be running necessarily right away. Um, and that you should maybe start off with some sort of, um, walk to run program, which we also have. So, um, the next thing to, to point out is that if you're doing um, strength training, um, doing these what we call isotonic strength training exercises, such as the calf raises, um, I think as a runner, it's important to remember that those type of exercises are going to be different than, for example, doing um, jumps or hops or like a plyometric type exercise, something where you're bouncing and bounding. Um, because those require more of the muscles, require more of the joints, require more of the legs um, in general. So um, those are going to be good. So, for example, um, you're going to want to do some sort of hopping, um, maybe even jump rope. Jump rope is a great one to start off with um, after you kind of get stronger with those what we call isotonic strengthening exercises of the foot and ankle. Um, I would definitely recommend doing some sort of carry um, as well. So like a weighted farmer's carry or something along those lines. Um, so hopefully that answers your question, Jamie. Um, and I know I just kind of threw a lot of different exercises at you, but I think the, the most important thing is going to be getting in to see someone, um, a licensed physical therapist, um, especially someone who, who knows how to return people to running. So um, thank you for your question, Jamie. So the next question is from Letty. And um, 
She asks, I would like to ask, how long should I rest after a marathon? She said, it's not really an injury question. The hip is okay. It's sore, but not too bad. Um, how long should you rest after a marathon? Once again, depends on the person. So, you know, if, if you feel that it's regular muscle soreness, I would just suggest, um, especially if you're a beginner, I would maybe do some walking even as, as early as the next day. Um, now, it's going to be hard, especially if you're, you're a beginner. Uh, it's going to be a little bit painful. You might be a little stiff, a little sore. Um, and any previous injuries may or may not be flared up. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, if you fully recovered, then, then uh, Letty, then you won't have any of those issues. But um, I would say, I would suggest not taking complete rest um, at all. So maybe doing some cycling, doing some cross training, maybe going into a pool or something along those lines. Um, but in terms of how long to rest before getting back to running, um, it depends on your level of experience. Because if you're someone who runs marathons, you know, consistently, and you've run lots of marathons, then you might not need as much recovery time. You know, so I would say maybe just give it a couple of days um, and listen to your body. So if you're feeling really awful after the marathon and you're feeling like you may have bothered um, in a previous injury, then maybe something you need to be doing is is to back off your mileage um, quite a bit before you get back into running um, and then slowly build yourself back up again. Make sure you're doing the strength training and those important things that we always talk about. Um, so like I said, it can go anywhere for a couple of days to, you know, a couple of weeks, just depending on where you're at. Um, but the most important thing I would say is to listen to your body and, and, and if, if it's screaming at you, maybe it's telling you something, maybe you're doing too much too soon. So, um, thank you for your question, Letty. Hopefully that answers you. Um, Tom Falk says, are all IT band injuries curable? Almost after almost a year and a half, I'm completely frustrated. Um, so what I would say, Tom, is that I, I'm not 100% sure that um, all injuries of a certain type are um, curable in general. I mean, that, that's not, I don't want to put, you, you know, I don't want to uh, take away any hope that you have. So let me just preface by saying that, you know, I think the vast majority of injuries are, are of um, soft tissue injuries are curable. Um, just how you go about it is going to be different for each person. And when I say the vast majority, I mean 95 to 99% of soft tissue, like muscle um, type injuries. Now, now when we get into the extremes, you know, say you have like a severe muscle tear or something like that, you know, or something that needs surgically repaired, that's going to take quite a bit longer. Um, now, the other thing I would mention, though, is that if you are not doing the correct things, then you can do the, the in, incorrect things for five years, ten years, and still not get any better. You know, so, you know, you, you can do the wrong thing for an unlimited amount of time and still not get what you want. Or you can potentially see someone... Um, 
someone uh, that can find the root of your problem and help you to be able to get back within potentially, you know, it, since it's been about a year and a half, you know, I would say anywhere from three to six months. It just kind of depends, but um, some people will get back faster than others. It's hard to know because, you know, like I said, the cause of injury is, is going to be different for every person, but um, that's why it's important. That I think you get in to see someone um, who specializes in running injuries. So, um, and I know that some folks have done the, um, the knee pain solution course. Um, if you haven't found the uh, solution to the problem by taking that, even though you've done the self-assessment and things like that, um, I would recommend either going through it again and really paying attention to, um, all of the different elements in that program, such as the, um, mobility uh, and strength assessments, and really starting slow, okay? Don't progress yourself too quickly, okay? Just because you can easily do something doesn't mean that you can do it, um, you know, with, with reduced amount of pain, okay? So if it doesn't bother you, for example, to do glute bridges with double leg, do single leg, you know? And if you find that you do single leg bridges and um, those aren't a problem and you start adding exercises in and then you start to have issues, maybe you added too many exercises, okay? So these these things, I, I believe that there is a way that you can um, sort of figure out based on principles um, of smart training. You can figure out kind of what may be the most likely cause um, which is something that we do talk about in that program. And I'm pretty sure Tom has gone through that. So um, I would go back, um, if you, you know, really pay attention to those modules. If you have questions, feel free to reach out. Um, but I would suggest that maybe going through it a little bit slower, um, maybe uh, adding fewer exercises on in the earlier stages and really making sure that you're using smart progressions of the strength training um, in combination with the running. Uh, and like I said, we do have um, uh, coaching calls that are available and things like that, Tom, if you're interested in that kind of thing to help sort of guide you through that program. Um, so thank you for adding that, having that question in there. But yes, I do believe that most IT band issues are curable um, through exercise. So um, Amy Stevens, um, thank you for your question. She says, how do I know how much rest to give myself if I have shin pain after a run? Uh, I was making good progress. I'm returning, but I'm stuck. I can't do anything past the um, one-minute running, five-minute walking intervals without pain. And each time it hurts longer than the last time. Well, Amy, I would ask you, let's see, how do I know how much rest to give myself after a run? If you're continuing to have that shin pain... Um, it kind of, it, like I said, it, it depends on the injury itself. And if I remember correctly, it was probably uh, some sort of stress fracture um, with your situation. I could be, I could be wrong, but I believe that's what it was. Um, and that's going to be something that takes a long time. Um, stress fractures take quite a bit longer than people expect, I think, to recover from. Um, how do I know how much rest to give myself uh, after a run? 
listen to your body. If you're doing one out of five, you know, one minute walking or one minute of running, five minutes of walking intervals without um, pain, um, I would do that consistently. So if you're having issues going past that, um, maybe increase the, the frequency. So however many times you've been doing that, say you do that three times a week, maybe try to add four times a week. You know, so basically what I would suggest is I've written the baby steps in the, in the uh, Smarter Walk to Run program. But when you go through yourself, if those steps aren't small enough, say you can do the one to five intervals, but you have trouble moving to the two to five intervals, running two minutes, walking five minutes, then I would suggest breaking it down even further. Um, you know, like I said, so if you're doing three days a week of that, maybe do four days a week of that. Um, you know, add a little bit of light um, speed walking or something like that, or some cycling maybe. Uh, you know, it's really hard to say, when, especially when dealing with stress fractures, because we really don't want to have re-injury or something like that. Um, and like I said, it's hard to really know w what the issue is, because... Um, if I remember correctly, it's been quite a bit of time for you, so it's possible that the original injury is healed by now, but you're dealing with another injury, uh, another um, in a similar area, but maybe maybe it's some sort of shin splint or something like that. Um, and so maybe instead of just doing those, maybe what you need to be doing is some type of um, calf stretches, some sort of um, calf and calf, uh, ankle, and hip strengthening program uh, in combination with those things, in combination with the walking program. Uh, because oftentimes with rehab, just doing the walking, um, the walk to run program may not be enough. You know, you might have to get even more specific with your rehab program. So um, like I told uh, Tom, if you want to go over some of those things, we do have those calls available. Um, if that's something you're interested in. Otherwise, um, the new knee pain solution course does have some pretty good exercise progressions and instructions for how to progress those. So um, if that's something that you're interested in, Amy, reach out to me and I can send you those materials as well. So um, hopefully that answers your question, Amy. Uh, Tina, we have a question from Tina. So she says, at mile 7 through 10, my right foot feels like there's a rod in the middle of my foot. It's dividing the ball of my foot in half. It doesn't happen with every run, just sometimes. Or it feels like there's a tiny horse at the ball of my foot. Only on my right foot, once I'm home, then I really stretch and roll it. Only feel those sensations when I run. Tiny rod in the middle of your foot. That's hard to say. Tina, uh, I've never heard anyone describe it like that before, so it feels like there's a tiny horse at the ball of my foot. Um, Tina, it's hard to really know. I haven't heard it described like that before. This might be something that's good for a, a, like a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Um, if you're not already seeing a physical therapist for this, um, specifically a running uh, specific or a sports-specific therapist, I would recommend that you do so. Even if you only have to go in for a couple of visits just to find out what the cause is and what you can do to sort of get yourself back where you want to go. 
Um, but it's really hard to know because I, I don't want, what I don't want to do is tell you that it'll be fine and go ahead and do these other things, uh, these exercises, if it's something that needs to be looked at, like a stress fracture. Um, you know, it doesn't sound like a stress fracture, but, you know, it's always better when we have something that I don't necessarily recognize and that, you know, I haven't assessed myself. Um, it's always better to have somebody take a look and just look at, you know, give you sort of the go ahead to continue exercising and things like that, you know, just to be safe. So, you know, I'm not 100% sure. Um, usually my recommendation for pain is to load those tissues given that it's safe. So that's as a physical therapist, our job is to determine whether or not it's safe for us to, you know, for us to start loading those tissues, putting uh, weight on those tissues. So for example, say it was uh, plantar fasciitis, we would start with something very basic, um, some low level strengthening exercise. If you could tolerate those well, then we would progress that to a more challenging exercise. And then from there, just continue until we get back up to running. Um, and then potentially even sprinting, you know. So it's hard to say, Tina. I wish I could give you a more um, concrete answer than that. But, um, you know, hopefully what I'm saying helps a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's what I'll say about that. So um, thank you for your question, Tina. I appreciate you reaching out. Um, Shenbar says, um, in plantar fasciitis, is it okay to put uh, and ice on the plantar fascia, uh, then is it okay to jog slowly if you have plantar fasciitis? So I would say that yes, it's okay to do ice if it helps. You know, it's not going to necessarily make or break anybody, in my opinion. Um, what I wouldn't do, I wouldn't necessarily ice and then run. Um, if you're going to ice, I would ice after. Um, that seems to help reduce the inflammation. Uh, but what I would say is if it's not hurting you, if it doesn't bother you to ice it, then yeah, ice is going to be okay. Um, generally, the times when I have people ice things is when A, there's a lot of swelling, or B, there is a lot of pain and they're having trouble with daily activities, so like walking around and things like that. Um, if you're just having it when you run, then I would suggest um, maybe doing some ice afterwards, but making sure that you're, you're A, doing um, a, uh, making sure you're warming up properly for your runs, um, and that goes for everyone. Um, making sure that your shoes fit well and they're comfortable and the issue isn't coming from the shoes. Um, and there are more resources in the running injury support group in terms of how to actually make sure that your shoes are good for you. Um, so be sure to check that out too, Shenmar. Um, but yeah, I would say it's okay to jog slowly. It's okay to run and, and do things um, that you want to do, Shenbar, if you have plantar fasciitis. Um, I would just suggest that if, it, if the running is making it perpetually worse, if your running is making it worse, then either A, slow down, B, reduce the mileage, or C, maybe even go back to walking, um, or a walk and walk, walk and run sort of program. Um, and I do have a program like that. It's free. It's the um, it's called Smarter 
walk to run program. So if that's something you want, Shunbar, feel free to message me on Facebook here and we can get that sent out to you. Um, so hopefully that answers the question. Yes, you can run um, as long as it doesn't make the pain increase over uh, generally uh, five to six out of 10 uh, or makes that pain increase and that pain stays there for uh, 24 hours. So if the pain goes back down before that 24 hour mark and it returns to sort of its baseline uh, or where it was before you did that run, I would say it's probably okay for you to do that. Um, so thank you for your question. So Amit or Amit says, uh, this next question is, what strength exercise do I need to follow for posterior tibialis? Uh, I imagine tendinopathy or posterior tibial pain. Um, so she says she's had it for years. And she's gotten relief from the chi running, minimalist shoes for shorter runs. And doing some sort of rolling, it looks like. Oh, this is a different person that's had relief from those things. Okay, so what I would say is um, if you're having, if you want to strengthen the muscles of the calf, strengthen the muscles of the ankle, um, I would refer up to what I said to Amy Stevens, the first question, where I talked about doing the calf raises, doing the, uh, doing the banded, uh, in turning your foot in, turning your foot out, resistance exercises with the band, um, maybe even getting into, you know, some plyometrics as you progress. Um, but I, I generally like to recommend, um, squats, deadlifts, farmers carries and calf raises for, for, um, this type of injury. So I would check those out. Um, I just made a post recently about what you know, those, those sort of, it was, I think it was a video and it's, I think it's called get your butt to the gym, something like that. But I think, I think the idea is that we need to start loading those tissues. Um, and the issue could be that it's, you know, you did too much too soon. It could be that your shoes are improper for you. It's hard to know without more of an assessment, but it sounds like there's some good advice here from Mark Salling. So, um, if you want to go over, you know, more specific about, you know, what's actually causing your pain, I would either get in to see a physiotherapist or a physical therapist, or uh, maybe even talk to a running coach or some, someone that's dealt with this before. Um, because it's going to be individual. It's going to be different for every single person. So um, thank you for your question. The next question we have here is from Zuanna. Uh, uh, my gosh. Uh Susanna Cohen, and she says, I'm trying to do strengthening exercises to rehab from patellar tendonitis, but almost everything causes bad foot cramping. How can I stop the cramps so I can do the exercises, or is there alternate ways to do the exercises that won't cause cramping? So it sounds like you have patellar tendonitis, but if you're having foot cramping, there's a good chance that um, we need to work on those muscles and not just work around those muscles. 
Now, there, of course, there are compensations. There are things that you can do to strengthen the quads. Um, I think the most beneficial exercises will be with both feet on the ground or with one foot on the ground. Um, however, there are ways that you can get around that. So um, let's see here. In terms of the bad foot cramping, I would refer back to those plantar fasciitis exercises that I referred to above. Um, because it's not that you have plantar fasciitis, but if those muscles are weak and they're going to, um, sort of be cramping and that's the sort of our body's response to getting a load that's too much for it at its current level of strength at that time. So I would suggest getting in and doing some of those exercises that I talked about, um, in combination with, um, exercises that reduce the um, discomfort when you're doing um, them for the for the quads um, as well as the glutes so let's see what exercises could you do here's what i would suggest if you're not already seeing a physical therapist for this uh, patellar tendonitis i would definitely get into c1 um, and that's because if it truly is patellar tendonitis or patellar tendinopathy doing self-rehabilitation is so hard I mean, it's hard enough as a physical therapist that has that knowledge of, of the um, exercise progressions and what to look for and those types of things. But man, as a runner, tendonitis or true tendinopathy is tough. So I would suggest getting in to see a physical therapist if you're not already doing that. Um, and they're going to be able to give you sort of um, things to do at home and what to do um, to make modifications to your exercises that you're already doing. Because it's hard to know. I don't know exactly what exercises you're currently doing. Um, and every person is going to have you know different tolerances. So if, say, I give you an exercise that I think is going to reduce your cramping, but it makes it worse, then that's not going to be beneficial to you. So um, if you want to get on a call and talk about it, of course, we do that as well. So hopefully that helps a little bit. But... Um, Unfortunately, I can't give you very specific information without more information from you. So anyway, that's all the questions as of today. If you have more questions um, and you're listening to this podcast and you're not already in the running injury support group on Facebook, I suggest that you go ahead and, and uh, request that you join um, or request to be added to the group, I should say. So, you know, we go through and we're going to start doing this Q&A thing maybe once a week, maybe once a month. I'm not 100% sure, but um, hopefully try and make this podcast something that's more consistent. So um, hopefully you found this helpful and uh, I will talk to you guys later. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Back on Track Running Podcast. We truly appreciate your support. Our mission is to help 1 million runners to avoid unnecessary surgery and get back to running pain-free. We offer free online resources and paid online injury consultation and run coaching to those interested in taking their running to the next level. Visit backontracktherapy.com for more details. Once again, this is Dr. Cameron Dennis, physical therapist and running specialist, and thanks for listening.